Do you like this or should we just go with normal view? Um, I don't know. We're kind of small. We are kind of yeah. small. Yeah, let's just do this. Why get why get fancy? Um Yeah, stop. Okay. Have you watched um the Mystery Science Theater 3000 movie? Yes. No. Uh, when you said normal view, all I could hear was them singing normal view. <laughs> True story. Normal view. Normal view. Oh, <laughs> uh, good stuff. Okay. Party on, Sal. Rock on. Rock on. Skull. Well, welcome back. Skull. Well, welcome Skull. back, podcasters, to a, uh, a longer than expected break, but welcome back to the Party on John cast. Uh, most excellent podcast talking about theology, music, current events, and just everything heavy metal. Mm-hmm. Rock on. I'm the Reverend Sal Marco, uh, a minister of word and sacrament slash teaching elder, whatever you want to call us nowadays in the Presbyterian Church USA, uh, in the validated ministry of hospice chaplaincy. And I agree, it has been a long break, probably a needed one for us. And I think um, I think uh, we, we were able to kind of hopefully sail as smoothly as possible through Advent and into the new year. And here we are just a day after Martin Luther King Jr.'s uh, birthday celebration, uh, where, um, which means we're recording for the February episode in January. That is correct. But what is February, folks? It is uh, Black History Month. So uh, this is a good day for, uh, for this topic. And by the way, I am the Rockin' Reverend. Uh, sir, I'm an ordained, uh, the Rockin' Reverend Todd Laddick, an ordained elder in the uh, United Methodist Church of Greater New Jersey, and um, and I am serving a congregation in uh, Newton, New Jersey, uh, on higher ground from someplace that Sally used to be employed. That's right. Two uh, two years ago already. Two years, yep, two years. Uh, so uh, Viking Vicar Reverend Blake Severson, I am an interim transitional pastor in the TCUSA, currently serving in Parma South. Presbyterian Church in Parma, Ohio, um, of Drew Carey fame. Yeah, um, yeah. and uh, here I am, but here I go as I try to figure out my computer. <laughs> Sounds good. Yep. Finally, in the same time zone. Yeah, yeah. we're in the finally in the same time zone. Um, there it goes. All right, apparently, apparently, just had to hit some stuff a bunch of times. That that sometimes violence is the only key. Jesus yes. didn't necessarily teach that, but he showed it once in a while. Yes, in computers and in yeah. social justice, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes you go overturn yeah, the table. Got to go beyond the nonviolence. Yeah, yeah, totally. 
Um, cool. Well, uh, that brings us to our Bruce. Did Sal introduce himself? Yeah, Sal did. I did. I forgot to say I'm also known as the uh, Reverend Angel of Death. Ren, right, right. Reverend Angel of Death. Correct. Yep. So I'm, I'm fully, fully introduced. Awesome. So what are you drinking, Sal, now that you're you're sitting there? Well, I am drinking. Well, how do you know that God loves coffee? How, Sal? Because he had someone write about it in the book of Hebrews. Amen. Someone, someone. That's about right. Um, someone. Um, Thank someone. Yeah. Um, I'm drinking. Uh, I know I, I, I dig on it a lot, but it's it's what's readily available. I'm drinking uh, iced Dunkin' Donuts decaf coffee because, you know, I'm trying to obey my doctor's orders and drink less caffeine. Yes, but I still I've done coffee. the same. I've done the same, which is why I haven't had much coffee in the last several episodes, because I just really can't have it. And I could have decaf, but uh, I guess that brings me to what I'm drinking. And that is um, a pineapple passion fruit refresher from good old Starbucks, which we now have in our area, Lucky Newton, uh, finally. And uh, we also have a Chipotle and a Panera bread. And uh, I couldn't be happier right now. It's like finally up. something I'm... besides Chinese, Italian, and Burger King and McDonald's. I mean, come on. <laughs> and Dunkin'. Dunkin'. Of course, it's, it, yeah. mm. They wait until after I leave Newton to get all that stuff. But I, I know. But I will say this. I will say that this is one of the my favorite refreshers. It is like... There's passion fruit in it, but it, it mostly tastes like pineapple and it's got the pineapple inclusion. So once those get all hydrated, it's like chunks of pineapple in your, it's just great. I love it. And because I love it, it's soon to not be sold there because that's the way my luck runs. Well, I am uh, drinking a very large bottle of water and for this auspicious occasion of us returning i have uh it's not a beer so i figured i could bring it to work uh, <laughs> non-alcoholic non-alcoholic athletic uh, yep nice but uh it's also partly because i am starting to wonder if my days of imbibing the uh the alcohol may be coming to an end um, mm. i've been starting to get some pretty vicious headaches just about any time i drink anything which oh geez been yeah unpleasant um but uh yeah so here we are cool <laughs> I, I, getting old, boys. it's called getting old i have uh at home uh brew dog punk af and that is really good it's an ipa uh obviously the bitterness isn't in it because there's no alcohol but it still tastes good <laughs> yeah. tastes better than odul's indeed um but hey if bold duels is all you can get your hands on and alcohol ain't your thing then go for it that's what i say yeah. gotta do what you gotta do well <clears throat> non-alcoholic brews are becoming a lot more popular sam adams has one now heineken yep. has one heineken's is good um yep we can get um 
You can get the athletic uh, at Penning's Farms up in Warwick. Oh, they so sell that there. Nice. Cool. Yeah. If you I've seen it sold up. You got to get on it. The Guinness yeah. one is Guinness one? Yeah. Oh, oh, Guinness has one now? Yeah. And it, yeah, it finally made it across the ocean and it's almost indecipherable from the real thing. Oh, damn. I'm getting it then. Cool. I love Guinness. <laughs> yeah. I'm like a good stout. It pours right in everything. Like you do the dump and it does the separation, it does all of the things that you want. And none of the th- none of the things you don't. We should do a non-alcoholic, um, non-alcoholic beer tasting episode. Yeah, you can find different brands and give them give them a good review, mm-hmm. or a bad review if they suck. <laughs> there are plenty of those. No. There are, yeah. <laughs> so cool. Um, all right. Well, that is our uh, Hebrew segment, which brings us to our. Most excellent music segment. Whatever edition. Whatever edition. (laughs) New year edition. (laughs) Letter rip edition. Yeah, let it rip edition. Who wants to go first? Uh, I can go. Cool. Um, <clears throat> this is more of a, an album in general that I've been listening to lately. I've been listening to uh, Innuendo by Queen. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't know, that's the album they put out just before Freddie Mercury died of AIDS. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was so it was the last album he recorded with them and if you've seen the, the videos for um, uh, These Are the Days of Our Lives and The Show Must Go On, like you can tell he's really sick and the, the strength it took for him to re- record those videos. But um, so I've been listening to the album, uh, did not realize that um, on the album, there's a song called All God's People. Mm. Um, let me bring up the yeah lyrics i mean it's not it's not breaking theological ground but it's for a queen it's pretty pretty impressive sure uh so the lyrics are uh so all you people give freely make welcome inside your homes thank god you people give freely don't turn your back on the lesson of the lord all prime ministers and majesty around the world Open your eyes, look, touch, feel, rule with your heart, live with your conscience, love, love, and be free, love, love, and be free. We are all God's people. Gotta face up, better grow up. Gotta stand tall and be strong. Gotta face up, better grow up. Gotta face up, better grow up. Gotta stand tall and be strong. We're all God's people. Yeah, yeah, this... Yes, there is. was this magic light. I said to myself, I better go to bed and have an early night. Then I, then I, then I, then I went into a dream. Rule with your heart and live with your conscience. We're all God's people. Yeah, give freely. Yeah, make welcome inside your home. Let us be thankful. He's so incredible. We're all God's people. Mm. So mm. Um, kind of made me think of, uh, you know, when, when the PCUSA uh came out with its ruling that um <clears throat> okay uh, same-sex marriage um 
I kind of made it so it kind of the middle road that they took was they said it's by your conscience, you know, it's up to you as the pastor. It's also up to your session. So, um, so I often use the phrase that they used that Jesus is the Lord of our conscience. So that, mm. that song kind of made, made me think of that. Mm. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So it's a, <clears throat> it's a nice little, uh, you know, song from that album. And then, um, those were the days of our lives was written by Roger Taylor for his kids. But when it, when it turned out that Freddie was dying, he, he dedicated to Freddie. Mm. Um, and you can't listen to uh, the show must go on without thinking about, you know, not long after that, Freddie was gone. He was gone. Right. There, you know, there are a number of haunting songs that, that Freddie Mercury and Queen did that when you look at his life in hindsight, it was like almost foretelling that it was going to happen. I mean, who wants to live forever? <laughs> you know, like um, the show must go on. Uh, it's just a great band, great, great uh, showman. I, I don't think you could find a probably a better performer than Freddie Mercury and one who could really just engage the whole audience in a way no other no other performer has since maybe, maybe Elton John's up there, but that's, you know, that's about it. Um, so do you want me to go or do you want to go Blake? You can go ahead. All right. So, um, Demon Hunter came out with a new album called exile in October of this past year. Um, and it's their first ever in all their 20 years of being a band. It's their first ever, um, concept album and the concept of the album is basically society has just fallen in on itself that's hard to picture right dystopian things are very hard to picture nowadays um, but society has crumbled and uh, this is from the perspective of somebody who's in the aftermath of that and is he going to conform to what people are saying or is he going to be the rebel and that's kind of the idea of the concept album and there's a song freedom is dead which if it doesn't describe our society i don't <laughs> i don't know what it does um so here's the lyrics um uh, from the other side we heard the sound of your yep from the other side we heard the sound of your decree demanding we fall in line now we will decide are we content in the submission to be silent or die we never knew we had a battle to lose now we're all caught in the blackout I feel the calling of a power to choose when every sign in my way says freedom is dead. Freedom is dead. Whatever happened to indifference, whatever happened to divided views, it reads a lot like intolerance when every word that you write says freedom is dead. Freedom is dead. I surrender my mind to the greatest of ease. No thought, no crime, no debt to please. Freedom is. I had a dream we had a reason to fight. We knew the soul has a context. We never wanted to ascend the divide. Then I awoke to the to a voice saying, freedom is dead, freedom is dead. From the other side, we heard the sound of your decree demanding we fall in line. Now, now we will decide, are we content in the submission to be silent or die? Freedom is dead. I surrender my mind to the greatest of ease, no thought, no crime no debt to please freedom is dead freedom is dead 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 in perfect beautiful militant you know metal fashion um 
great song. Uh, the whole album is great. A defense Mechanism is another great album, great song on that album. Um, and and the, the real cool thing about this album is it has uh, guest uh, appearances like like Defense Mechanism uh, features Max Cavalera, formerly of um, Sepultura and now of Soulfly. Uh, we have uh, Silence the World is featuring Thomas England from Evergrey, and Godless features Richie Faulkner of Judas Priest. So you've got some pretty good names <laughs> featured on that album, and it, it's an excellent album. Cool. Yeah. So um, appropriate to what's been going on with me over the last month i had a really hard time making a decision about what music to include um, mm. one of the things that's been catching my attention no pun intended is <laughs> that there's a pretty good chance i am uh an adult with undiagnosed add <laughs> um, there's a lot of those out there because add wasn't very um di diagnosed back when we were kids but that was the start of when it was becoming diagnosed right, they were starting to figure it out and i wasn't hyperactive and i was functional so that you know it's like i oh, slipped through the cracks yep slipped through the cracks. i think my wife's one of them too <laughs> yeah um but in in the midst of what i'm finding is a real difficulty working uh, recently is mm. just trying to find music that can help me focus even just a little bit Mm. um and so i've you know really kicked around a lot um and one of the places that i landed was this uh it's a group called explosions in the sky mm. um and i can't read any lyrics because they don't have any words <laughs> fair um, enough um which is which i'm finding can be helpful um, yeah instrumental music is great for, for me for me anyway can yep. be helpful and you know, one of the things I've been listening to a lot is they did a, a soundtrack for Big Bend National Park. Ooh. Um, you know, so it's got songs that are like, uh, let me pull it up here. Uh, Big Bend, an original soundtrack. Chisos, Climbing Bear, Woodpecker Spring, Flying, Camouflage, Swimming. So it's, mm. you know, it connects with the, like, the nature aspect of who I am as a person, mm -hmm. but it also doesn't have words that can distract me while I'm thinking about what they're, they are, what they mean. And this playing is Chisos. I'll, uh, mm. you know, we can, but it's, it's just, it's good. It's relaxing and just, uh, it, it provides some peace in the midst of the chaos. Um, yeah. Yeah. I have music which, like that too. You know, it's really fascinating uh, the way it's kind of, come around that I've figured this out about myself. Um, mm. Part of it is, you know, I got this new job and um, which was great, um, but I entered into a system that has no system. And I realized very quickly that I was a person who needs existing systems to function. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and now that there isn't one, um, at times I feel like I'm floundering a bit. Um, and so that's been, it's been a challenge for sure, but the, you know, trying to find this new music has been helpful um, definitely taking me in a in a different direction than i'm used to going in music but i think it's been been good awesome yeah great well we'll put all those um links uh to songs and or videos on on our episode notes as we always do uh definitely check it out we uh 
I think one of the great things about this segment is uh, you get to hear in a collective groups uh, different likings. I mean, we all like metal, but we like other stuff too. And uh, and uh, you get to listen to things you may have never heard before or never would have come across if you weren't listening. So I, I think that's what's awesome about this segment. And uh, so rock on, Blake. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you too, Sal. Yep, rock on. All right. Well, I guess that brings us into our proper topic. <laughs> Social justice or woke. <laughs> go or something woke, like go that. Broke. Go as go woke. As, as Fox News would say, go woke, go broke. Oh, my goodness. Uh, let me guess, Tucker. Good for them. Mm-hmm. Apparently, uh, M&M's is their latest target because apparently M&M's went, went woke. Oh, M&M's. Yeah. yeah they, they, you know, they, the culture they war. Two, they had two female M&M's mm. holding hands in a commercial. Oh, oh darn. Oh. Fox News, making <clears throat> sure gay people have no rights anywhere. <laughs> Pretty much. Can't, you can't make it up. Okay, so here's the context uh we live in a world since uh well it probably happened before 2016 but it's really been exasperated since then um that uh, i remember when okay here's what i remember this is how we'll set up this conversation and the reason why we're doing social justice by the way is uh we just passed martin luther king jr's uh uh celebrate you know birthday uh holiday and uh, we're going into February, which is Black History Month. And so this is really kind of a topic that A, is relevant and happening as all the time as we speak. And, and B, um, I think it's important. And to set this up, I remember in 2016, uh, Donald Trump wins the presidency and kids in school were like distraught, especially the ones who had just been, you know, active. And we all know that millennials and uh and the younger generations you know kind of had this impetus of wanting to change the world around them and so they thought you know like oh we're going to come out in number we're going to vote and uh you know let's go hillary and that just didn't happen (laughs) so those kids that were naive to the way politics work in the world thought that you know their vote was going to actually change things and i'm not saying it couldn't have it just didn't in that election And uh, all of a sudden, they're like not showing up to class. That's the news report. You know, they're asking for days off so they can process, you know, the loss of the election. And they got very quickly called snowflakes by the right. And in particular, Fox News was very good at just like, you know, snowflake this, snowflake that, all the poor snowflakes. Um, Fast forward 2000 2000 years, fast forward uh, four years, and you see the greatest snowflake invasion ever by the republicans and people supporting trump at the january 6th coup (laughs) that they tried to stage so like you know taking a day off to process who lost an election is a lot different than storming the capitol last i checked so i don't think they have room to call people uh, snowflakes anymore but they will and so you know, it brings up the question, and and in the church in particular, especially hyper political churches, um, uh, in the evangelical community mostly, um, you you have people thinking that social justice is just some sort of woke lib, you know, commie pinko takeover, 
And, uh, you know, Jesus didn't talk about social justice. Jesus talked about justice. And it's not just justice, you know, socially, it's justice across the board, including with our sinful hearts and blah, 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 you know. Um, and it always gets redirected to personal salvation and screw the poor. Well, we'll help the poor second afterthought help them by sending money or whatever, uh, but we're doing week long mission trips, but we're not really helping, right? We're just putting our money uh, where we should be. And um, so I don't want to say that mission trips and things like that are, are futile or we shouldn't participate in them, but when we are promoting only half of the gospel, um, then we're not doing a service to, to Christ or to anybody else, in my opinion. And so th there becomes this question of, you know, what is, what is social justice? What, what is justice as a whole? You know, what is meant by social justice? Um, even though the Bible doesn't use the word social justice, do does the Bible uh, basically tell us we should be socially just? Um, and the debate in the church often comes down to salvation versus works of uh, mercy, you know, works of piety versus works of mercy. And um, in a lot of Christian circles, it comes down to salvation first, period get saved and then whatever happens to the world after whatever right <laughs> we'll do our part if we can but whatever and I, I don't know that that's true to the to what the gospel tells us to do you know i mean personal salvation is a part of it but it's not all of it, it makes me think of uh i was watching a clip from uh mlk yesterday and around his uh talking about the vietnam war and, mm -hmm. and uh how america is arrogant um, and how a threat to justice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. Um, but even back in his time, I mean, <clears throat> y'all know Tim LaHaye, the pastor who wrote left the left behind series. Someone, yep. someone shared on Twitter, a, a letter from him to Wheaton college. Uh, basically the same thing you see on Fox news nowadays, like, uh, you know, how dare you have this unchristian heretic liberal, <clears throat> Martin Luther King speak at your school and talk about social justice and oh, it was a young Tim LaHaye, mm -hmm, very young. Well, Tim that he's a pastor of a church that aged California. well for him, didn't it? Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. <Well done. laughs> yep. And they did allow him to speak. I take it. Mm -hmm. Good. Yeah. This was written after. Yeah. Go Wheaton College. Good. <laughs> oh my um, goodness. So I mean. And that's and that's some of the irony you see nowadays with Martin Luther King Jr. Day has become this. It's become just another holiday, mm -hmm. and you see, you know, everyone everyone brings out their MLK quotes. <laughs> um, you know, I have a dream. That, yeah. Oh, his uplifting quotes, but they forget that you know he's quite socialist and socialist and. <laughs> 60 years ago he was on the forefront of woke politics and yeah you know the term hadn't been coined but he, that they were looking at it the same way you know, you know what what do you want we freed you you you've been freed you're no longer segregated yeah jim was not has been struck down no it hasn't really but yes it yeah. has <laughs> he was not he was not assassinated for being too for being too uplifting no right. nor was jesus crucified for that either no. 
Yeah. Now that we we forget that Jesus wasn't always a warm and fuzzy, nice little guy, you know, <laughs> sometimes ticked people off. <laughs> Actually, well, oftentimes. And, I mean, he ticked people off explicitly because he was telling them to knock it off, right? Yeah. Yeah. Tell them to do what's right. Yeah. Uh, so I, was, uh, I just did a whirlwind road trip to the back to the Midwest to check in on this house that we still own. And uh, on the way, I, I decided I turned 42 this year. So I figured I should probably finally listen to Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy since <laughs> that's the answer to uh, everything. It's the, Pat, the Pat will commend you. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was just, you know, it was interesting. You know, the, the book opens. Um, with the, the narrator saying, you know, there was a man named Jesus who was killed for trying to get people to be nice to each other. <laughs> and I mean, th there's really not much of a better way to describe what happened. No, um, that's basically right. Yeah. Right. And you know, Richard Rohr talks about um, in, in Universal Christ, if you haven't read it yet, you got to get on it. Uh, it's mm -hmm. phenomenal. Um, so he talks about how Jesus, you know, Jesus came to tell humanity that there was another way to live, a better way to live. And all we had to do was change what we were doing. And instead of doing that, we killed him. Yep. Because that was easier. It was easier to yep. kill God than it was to change the systems and the structures that we were accustomed to doing. Right. Um, yeah. And if that, I mean, if that's not a, a pattern that carries on to this day, I don't really know what is. Oh, it yeah. definitely is. It definitely uh, is. <clears throat> you know, this discussion makes me, you know, when we talk about... Uh, social justice wokeness right um it, you know it, it was it, it used to be politically cor political correctness right that was the hot button term on the on the red channels um was politically correct politically correct i'm not politically correct and pc you know, culture yeah yeah right whatever i mean what it functionally means when people are denigrating like that to me at least is i don't want to have to care about it I, I, I don't, I don't want to have to think about what is happening to other people. Yep. That, that feels to me like the core of it. It reminded me of this. Uh, I've been listening to the Daily Stoic podcast and for a long time. And, and when we were in Puerto Rico uh, back in 2020, uh, when I was in, I was in Puerto Rico during the biggest outbreak of earthquakes that they had ever experienced. And it ended up being the most normal thing that happened during the year of 2020. <laughs> right. We got back in uh, January, uh, went on a family vacation to Disneyland, uh, Disney world in February. And by March, everything was over. Um, but I remember on the podcast, they came up with this one that was titled, you don't get to not care. Um, you know, and the basis of this, you know, podcast, which had previously been an email was that when we look at most of the terrible things that have ever happened, you know, caused by human beings, it's because people chose to not care because it was far enough away from them that it didn't impact them. Right. Right. And I, I would say so often in the, in the woke social justice thing, the people that are pushing against it are those who want to keep that distance far <laughs> from them as possible well so they don't have to care let me let me put it to you oh. this let me put it to you this way because I, I i have a scripture here that um i think says says it all um it says uh in mark chapter 13 verses 32 through 33 uh 
Jesus is telling his disciples about how the end times are going to be like. And he says, however, no one knows the day or the hour when these things will happen, not even the angels in heaven or the son himself, only the father knows. And since you don't know when that time will come, be on guard, stay alert. In other words, be awake, woke, right? Um, may not be using the term woke, but what does woke symbolize? Woke symbolizes I'm not sleeping anymore. I see what's going on around me. And, and what I find really funny is, um, because if you go to Matthew 25 now, and you go down to the famous uh, sheep and wolves part, he says here, um, uh, let's see here, you know, he's talking about the kingdom of heaven. And uh, he says, you know, uh, on that day, uh, it'll be like uh, the king separating the nations, uh, and he'll separate the the uh, sheep from the goats, and he'll place the sheep at his right hand and the goats on his left. And the only difference, without reading the whole scripture, the only difference between the two, the sheep and the goats, one chooses to be awake and notice what's around them, people starving, people naked, people poor, people in sick, people pr in prison, uh, and the other doesn't. So the other is sleeping and doesn't care and doesn't realize that by helping others, they're actually helping Jesus. And so, so in my reading of the Bible, as much as Christians and others on the conservative side want to make fun of woke people, Jesus calls us to be woke. <laughs> there's, there's nowhere in scripture where Jesus says, be on alert, sleep, who cares? Yeah. <clears throat> makes me think of that that saying you know what did you call what did you call germans who didn't necessarily like the nazis but didn't do anything what you called them nazis you called them nazis that's right that's right yeah well if you guys if you guys watched um the band of brothers series mm -hmm. a long time ago yeah yeah so there's this really just gripping episode where they are a part of liberating a camp. And mm -hmm. it was when the military was just figuring out that these things existed. Mm -hmm. They come across this camp of people who are sticks, you know, skeletons walking. And they can't feed them because it would kill them, mm -hmm. right? And so it's just heart-wrenching for these people. They go back to the town near the camp and start saying, what did you know? And the, and the Germans just say, we didn't know, we didn't know, we didn't know. And the soldiers, and I mean, probably apocryphal probably didn't happen, but the soldiers in the writing say, of course, how could you not? How do you not know this is How happening? do you not know? How do you they not could, smell the could, bodies? They could smell the camp coming. <laughs> yeah. You know, like... Um, Rotting bodies, burnt bodies. I mean, you just... just yeah, I mean, they... And, and I mean, they provided the food for the camp, right? That's where the food was coming from, was from the communities nearest by, right? Like yep. these people, they knew. Um, one, of, um, one of Bart's big uh, points in his push against the German church in particular, uh, and Bonhoeffer as well, was- Bonhoeffer, yep. They knew. The people in the church knew. Of course they did. <laughs> Yep. As I mean, they're 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 they were pointing to you know newspaper articles and and evidence of the removal of Jews and the plans as early as like 1940. Yeah, and and they, Hitler wrote the Mein Kampf long before that, and that was laid out in there. 
right? And oh, he couldn't possibly mean that, right? Um, <laughs> no, they don't mean what they say ever. Yeah, right. No. <laughs> you know, but it's just um, it, it's it's really. I recommend trying to track that scene down if you can find it, because it's yeah. worth watching again to kind of see, you know, the way that people will try to distance themselves mm -hmm. from being awake to what's happening and having yeah. a responsibility to do something. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I think about in this the, um, the story of the, you know, the Good Samaritan. Mm -hmm. there's another like example the good samaritan and, and you know and it's not so much the story itself but what immediately precedes it. yeah right um yeah. it's not the samaritan it's what happens before the samaritan just then a lawyer stood up to test jesus teacher he said what must i do to inherit eternal life he said to him what is written in the law what do you read there? and he answered you shall love the lord your god with all your heart with all your soul with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself personal righteousness and he said to him, you have given the right answer. Do this and you will live. But wanting to justify, mm -hmm. wanting to get himself off the hook. I want, you know, I sometimes wonder if he had somebody in mind. Mm -hmm. If he had this person that he saw that he left unattended, right? If, the, if this lawyer had somebody in mind mm -hmm. when he asked this question, trying to get off the hook. Who is my neighbor? Mm -hmm. right um the fundamental the base answer of the social justice community and wokeness right is everybody everyone yep right um it's it's anybody you see it's anybody you don't i mean you don't and, and we can get overwhelmed by it you know it's, I, I, it, it's overwhelming if, if you if you worry about every um yeah. in you know but ch churches in particular have a tendency actually to uh, worry about anybody but their own neighbor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Right? How many of us are willing to do, you know, global work and send yeah. money to, you know, to, you know, Uncore. missionaries and yeah. all of this stuff, right? But, mm -hmm. you know, it's been one of the eye openers here at, at Parma South is, you know, we're having this company help do our mission study. And what they realize is we have like 70 mission partners. Mm. I think like maybe three or four are actually in Parma Heights, the town in which our church exists. Wow. Right? Yeah. And so their point to us during this last meeting, and they'll be making it again this week at session, is ditch everything that's not in your community. You don't know your community, so stop doing mission other places and just start throwing everything you have into your community, mm -hmm. into people who might actually Agreed. show up. <laughs> right people who actually might show up and make a difference in your or church. who you might see at the grocery store mm -hmm. um yeah. you know and and to just you know we we have overcorrected in some regards in the church saying who is my neighbor well my neighbor is in ukraine my neighbor is in china or haiti or blah you know name it right my neighbor is this that and the other and we don't see the people that live the exact same lives yeah yeah as yeah. our neighbor and see their suffering and so well, we, we walk by them yeah right? we love ministry at a distance we love ministry at a distance because we have no personal responsibility to it i gave yeah. whatever and the check <laughs> and the checkbook ministry is is strong uh, yeah 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 right? <clears throat> we've but, had a, we've had a couple a uh, couple 
churches in our presbytery that have come to that conclusion with their mission studies of, you know, we need to actually focus on our community. Mm-hmm. Um, number one, to survive. And number two, to actually do mission work. Yeah, survival, um, is, a ha- survival is a hell of a caffeine pill. Um, yeah. It'll wake you right up. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> but I think our churches more often than not, I de- we end up, we think we're identifying with the Samaritan, but we're actually identifying with the lawyer, trying to justify not helping our neighbors. Right. Um, I mean, look at it on the, the political scale with the, the woke wokeness. Like, you know, we need to fix the border. That's not, you know, they're not my they're not migrants, they're not asylum seekers, they're illegals. <laughs> illegals. Illegals are aliens. <laughs> they're aliens. They just came uh, off the okay. history channel. Right. Yep. <laughs> except except for that scripture in uh is it Isaiah that tells you to cure. That Isaiah, anyway, Old Testament scripture tells you to uh, for the, for the foreigners that reside in your land to treat them as. Oh yeah, that's all throughout scripture. Well, there's not just one. Um, the Levitical yeah. code includes a really, really striking one that says, "Don't, don't like when you're harvesting your fields, don't leave. take everything." Yeah, anything that falls, you leave. You leave for leave other it. people. Don't yep. pick it up so other people walking mm-hmm. through can eat it. Uh, yep. Yeah, that's that's very strong throughout the scripture. And I, I don't understand, you know, like you said, it's in the Torah, it's in the prophets, it's in Jesus, for God's sake. It's the reason Sodom and Gomorrah were just it's the re- yeah, they exactly. were terrible to their neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what it was. Yeah. yeah. And God was done with them. And those were the Phoenicians, man. They created our alphabet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, they well, not our alphabet, but they created our phonics. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mean, so. it's, it's fascinating to see the way that that particular arc is traveling throughout all of Scripture, right? This is not a new Jesus, right? This isn't a red letter, you know, somebody who's like discounting the Old Testament, which is often the mm-hmm. the, the charge, right? When yep. you start talking about taking care of the poor, right? Obviously, it's because Jesus told us to, but I, you know, we had a, we had a guy in seminary who, uh, good guy right nice guy good pastor um he called me a socialist every day for three <laughs> years um sal i'm guessing you probably know who i'm talking about now um mm-hmm. you know but i would bring up like what do we do about the poor and i just socialist and i'm like okay fine if that's what that means like great then that's what i am um but then jesus was too right if by sure. that very same definition right. mm-hmm. Right. But I mean, the, 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 the reason for the levy of the charge, right, was because I was, you know, he, he called me a history revisionist and, a, you know, like, just all that. I mean, it's all this craziness, but it was really just fundamentally because I was like, I think we honestly need to care about people. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, regardless of their salvation status and regardless of their nation of origin and regardless of anything else about them, because that's how God loves us. So that's probably how we should do it too. And and by calling somebody a socialist, what you're inherently saying is your faith isn't real. You're not a real Christian. You're this other thing. You're this, you're this wolf in sheep's clothing pretending to be a Christian, but really you're a liberal commie who's going to come and take away my rights. And I don't know that Jesus or Paul or, or any of the apostles ever wrote or talked about, you know, shaming and labeling and naming people things because you don't like them or you don't like what they think. I mean, Paul went through 
extraordinary lengths to make amends with the people who didn't like what he thought. And it's, it's one, it's one thing to call someone out and hold them accountable on legitimate doctrinal and dogmatic. Absolutely. Orthodoxy, but to simply say that you're a commie or a woke uh, lib because you're understanding the overarching arch of scripture, which says, love God, love your neighbor. That doesn't make you a heretic. That makes you, that makes you trying to uh, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Yeah. Yeah. Puts you in pretty good company, honestly. Puts you in great company. Yeah. Um, uh, Well, have you, um, have I talked about the the book, uh, Jesus and John Wayne? Mm, I don't know. I know. I know the book. I haven't read it yet. It's really good. It's really depressing, um, but it also really helps us to understand where this comes from. Um, because in the end, right, it's it's power. Um, it's just about power. Um, it is just about everything in human relationships, right? Mm. But this, you know, Demez, Christian Pobel Demez, lines out the creation of what would be like the Christian right movement conservatism, which is where these charges are being levied from, right? It's where mm. it's coming. And she kind of delineates and, and shows their development throughout time. And it is a lot longer than just the 1980s and 70s, right? It is a lot longer than just even in the 1940s. It really, really started it like it was a wild, it started as a wildfire when the soldiers were coming back and the churches started leaning into you know, violent imagery of Christ and, you know, all of this kind of stuff, but it had been coming for a really long time. Um, it was there in the Civil War when when people were accusing the Republicans of the North of being socialists mm-hmm. for trying to give rights to the Blacks, right? This has been happening in this country and really throughout the world forever. Right. Um Right. Anytime there's a, an, a group trying to give more rights to a people that have been historically and traditionally outcast, the people in power yeah. say no. Um, and it, you know, it comes from a lot of different places. But one of the places that I see it really strong is the kind of the basic human tendency towards a zero-sum game if i have one then somebody has to have negative one (laughs) um and that is not the economy of the kingdom of heaven Uh, if i have love it doesn't mean somebody has to have less love it means i have love and the other person has love and the other person the other person and it goes on forever Uh, you know, so it's, at times I find it overwhelming. I'm just like, how do we, how do we put a stop to this? How do we get in the way of this? How do we actually push this boulder up to the top of the mountain so it doesn't keep rolling back down on us? Right, right. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I just, I think of, you know, obviously, justice is justice we we label it social justice or this justice or that justice um criminal justice you know 
justice is justice. Um, but what, what I think the Bible says, and I think where Jesus comes down is, uh, you aren't being just if you're ignoring the social aspect of it, the criminal aspect of it, the spiritual aspect of it. Justice is justice. And if you ignore the body and only tend to the soul, you still have a weak soul, <laughs> you know, because they're all connected. We're all, all of those things are connected to each other. You can't be spiritually in a good place if your body is starving. You can't be, and you can't be in a spiritually good place if you're soul is starving and you're not willing to go help others because it's all about you. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, this idea that people are woke because they care uh, and you're shaming them for that is actually more of a sin than anything you think is going on with the woke people, uh, in my humble opinion. But the flip side, because there's always a flip side. Oh, there's always a flip always, side. He's always trying to catch it, right? Because there are there are triggered people as well. <laughs> Well, there are, but that's not, I mean, yes, that's not where I was going. I mean, the flip side is that some of the, some of the least of these, quite a few of the least of these, honestly, mm -hmm. yep. are going to make fun of us for being woke. And that's right. They are the least of these they're in, in a lot of ways. Yep. And, they're still our neighbors. Yep. And, and we cannot, one, I mean, one of the great tragedies of this current moment, especially in American politics, um, maybe even uniquely in American politics, I'm not sure, um, mm -hmm. is, you know, and I hate, I hate the both sides thing because of what happened with the, you know, the Charlottesville. Oh, I hate that too, but I hear you. But, yeah. but truly both, both sides of the media, you know, the, the, you know, MSNBC <laughs> is just a different color of Fox News. They're, they're the same thing on the opposite side of the same coin. Yep. And, you know, I think about it because my mom watches MSNBC nonstop, and when I'm there, I start to lose my mind. Because I go, just, I cringe. I can't watch I can't that network. Um, <laughs> can't but, watch that or Fox. <laughs> you know, it's it's same same crap, different political. And the reality is, is most of us, almost all of us, have more in common with each other. Oh yeah, than we do different, and mm -hmm. you know that's I think a big core of this like who is yeah. my neighbor question, right? Is, and Jesus' point is, your neighbor is the Samaritan too. Uh, even though they had major differences, they, they had deep theological differences, Samaritans and Jews. Deep. Oh, big time. Um, they were enemies. Still, still neighbors because there are people just trying to get through this freaking life alive. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. and, and I think that's a place where, you know, we who are accused of being woke and social justice warriors and whatever else, snowflakes, whatever else it is, we kind of want to return that pain on other people mm -hmm. by saying, oh, well, you're just a mega or you're a red hat or you're, a, you know, and, you name it. Right? And I think that's what the Demon Hunter song was talking about, which is kind of why I picked that one. Uh, where we're both screaming past each other. You've got the people on the left, people on the right, screaming past each other, people in the middle pulling their hair out. Yeah. And, uh, and um, you know, 
and and that's why I said, you know, the triggered people, uh, there are triggered people on all ends, right? Where mm -hmm. you're just hypersensitive to anything and you're going to take everything out of context and flip it around and yell at somebody because they insulted you and what whatnot. That's not the same thing as being woke. Let's put that clear. I know that those two get kind of blended together by especially people on the right. Oh, you woke people are so triggered. No, woke people aren't triggered. Woke people are active. And there is a difference between being active and standing up for what's right and just being a triggered idiot who wants to yell and scream at everybody. <laughs> yeah, for you whatever know. reason, it's making me think of this thing that happened when I was out of town this weekend. Um, Megan and Ada were watching the movie Brave. You seen Brave? Mm -hmm. Love Brave. Great, right? But mm -hmm. there was a scene where Merida and her mom are fighting. Yeah. And Merida cuts the tapestry that her mom has been working on forever mm -hmm. and her mom responds by taking her bow and arrow and throwing it in the fire yeah and ada lost her like mm. lost her mind over this and was just screaming like her mom isn't listening to her how could she do that right so she was identifying with merida, merida. now yeah. it, it goes without saying that during the, con the context of this is that Megan and Ada have been having a tough couple of dates, right? And so Megan said, yeah, but does it seem like Merida is listening to her mom? And Ada was like, oh, no. And so yeah. that actually opened the door to a really cool conversation that they had. And so we're talking Teaching about moment. teammates yep. listen to each other, right? And, yep. and family members listen to each other. Yeah, and Megan uh, showed that to Ada by listening to her and hearing her and then asking a simple question, not not invalidating her point because she's right. right. Mom was not listening to Merida. But then again, Merida wasn't listening to mom. Yeah. And that's usually how it works. Nobody's listening to anyone and it just goes like this. Yeah. So how, I mean, that you know, to me, that begs the question in the, in the wider scope of what we're looking at is how can we do that? How can we mm -hmm. listen and say, because really, you know, most behavior is an, an attempted answer to a problem. Mm -hmm. um, and so how can we look at these folks who, you know, it's easy for us to dismiss as being caring or this, that, or the other and say, what's the problem that you're trying to fix with this? Yeah, right. Because it's probably a problem that we have. Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, it's probably a problem that we're trying to fix. With the other, with the flip side of the coin, right? Yep. Um, mm -hmm. And so, how do, I mean, how do we do it? it? It's hard because sometimes it's just like, oh, I'm not going to talk to you, you dirty lib. And yeah, I think it's one word, but it's not an easy word, and that's humility. Realizing none of us are all right all the time, and um, and sometimes somebody may have something to say that hits us wrong or whatnot, but what they're saying might actually have great value to us if we just sat and listened and process before speaking, but it's so easy to be defensive when somebody's saying something you don't want to hear and we're quick to defend and be uh, defensive and, and um, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, passive aggressive toward people who aren't sharing our worldview, even though what they're saying may not, may not be wrong, you know, may not be, it may be, may not be, but we should take time and, you know, process things before speaking, uh, which takes humility. Mm -hmm. And I don't always have that. I try. <laughs> Pride is a universal <clears throat> sin for humans. That's for sure. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Well, right. And it's Judge awesome. of what is right and what is wrong was the first one. Yep. We all bite the apple. We all bite the apple. That's right. Yep. <clears throat> well, I think we've had a good conversation on this. Um, I don't know if anybody else has anything to offer, but uh, this is exactly what I thought we really should talk about coming into Black History Month. And I, I hate Black History Month, Hispanic history, you know, every day is a day to celebrate everybody. But I do like the idea that we have months that are set aside to raise awareness about things. And, um, and uh, so on in that sense, I, I honor it. I, it's not like I only think about black people once a year. Uh, and I hope there aren't others out there who do that. But, um, but, you know, we tend to make these like, you know, get your Martin Luther King Day sale. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and it has nothing to do with with Martin Luther King or 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 the struggles of this country or anything else. So, um, but I think this is exactly the kind of conversation we needed to have. It's it's uh, relevant, and we'll probably have more of them. I'm sure. Yeah. Cool. Well, then, uh, with that said, uh, I want to thank everybody for listening and for uh, patiently waiting for us to come back on the air. It was not going to be forever, but uh, that little break did help, I think. So with that said, be excellent to each other. And don't be a jerk. Oh. Oh. <laughs>